Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner with today's Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. It's still morning here in Maui as we come to you live. It's 10 a.m. It's 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 in the East, 20 hours Universal Time. And it's my pleasure to be with you for this free forum for the next 25 minutes or so. And then we move to the premium training, an extended version of this class. So you can think of it as a a two-hour class, basically, and 90 minutes is tuition-based, and and the first quarter of the class is free for everybody. And also podcast, we have far more people that enjoy listening on demand. But there is a reason we're live, and uh, that's so that we can actually take telephone calls and respond to comments and questions. Something I haven't been doing a lot recently, but uh, would like to do more uh, now that I'm getting a little more comfortable with this new format and all that's involved on our end that you don't see or know about or need to know about uh, that's involved in setting up and bringing you these two different webinars and the different websites that are involved in all of it. But the whole idea is to make it very, very easy for you. So if at any time you would like to register for the tuition-based premium training that begins in a little less than 30 minutes, an extension of the topic that we talk about in the free forum every week, all you have to do is go to theagelesswisdom.com Include the T-H-E or you'll end up in the wrong place. It's the W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and then premium training, and you can sign up in about 60 seconds for a single class or a 13-week term at a nice discount and an even deeper discount for those who enroll for a full year. So, in any event, we're happy that you're here for the free forum. Our topic today, owning your fear. What does that mean? What does it mean to own your fear? Well, what is fear? How about we start with that? I think initially, right off the top of our heads, most of us, if asked, would describe fear as a response to some sort of danger, like Uh, In those scary movies, you know, fear is a great motivator. Uh, Your parents may have even used fear to get you to go to bed or stay in bed. They might have told you there was a boogeyman under the bed or some monster in the closet. I (laughs) I remember being told that, and I knew it wasn't true. But as a child, we have vivid imaginations. So I remember thinking, that's that's not true. They're lying to me. There's, there's no monster under my bed. But my imagination would happily show me a picture of what that monster might look like. And that's really what fear is. It's all imagination. Fear is a dream. Fear is a nightmare, better said. Fear is less about danger in your life than it is about things unknown, things about which we're confused, things that, uh, how can I say it without insulting you, 
things about which we are ignorant or or unaware that we just don't understand that's what fear is it's the feeling of confusion it has little or nothing to do with danger that's the most important takeaway that you can get from the class today if you wrote that down if you reflected on it in meditation or contemplated on it if you journaled uh, a paragraph or two about your feelings of fear based on this premise what if fear really was not an indication of danger or a response to danger but really about things unknown and there's so much that I don't know so much about our lives that none of us know how do we know what it is that we don't know what's in the center of our fear well it turns out that it's the self at the center of all things unknown and confusing and about which we're unaware is the self and you're not a danger to yourself you see so in talking about responsibility for fear we need to also keep in mind that this is not just the bone chilling terrifying fear of the movies that we're talking about this can be tiny little subtle bits of what we would call anxiety or worry or nervousness as well and we might say especially men oh well I'm not afraid I just have my concerns you know I'm a little worried or stressed about this or that or the other thing I'm not afraid but yeah, I'm a little anxious or nervous uh, apprehensive there's a good word well it's all fear though <laughs> but probably the the two big synonyms for fear is anxiety and stress you hear about it all the time fear anxiety stress and again these other words I'm using worry doubt nervousness apprehension we carry it in our bodies as muscular tension and it's triggered by the amygdala which is the part of the brain that is in charge of survival in terms of this fear response fight or flight and yeah it's designed to protect us from the possibility or the potential that danger may be enfolded in our confusion fear is a signal to us whether it's enormous fear or just a little bit of worry and nervousness that funny feeling in your body that goes well, I don't know things aren't quite right here I wish I understood it better we're hardwired to presume in an unconscious or subconscious way that in that confusion there might be some danger hiding so we make this leap of logic and believe that our fear is always a response to danger but it's not even when danger is real even in the presence of clear danger like a wild animal <laughs> 
You know the joke about the two guys running away from the bear, right? The one guy, as they're running, says, I don't have to outrun you, or I don't have to outrun the bear. I only have to outrun you. That's what fear is like. And you can't run away from it when it's internal. And so how do you shake fear if it's inside you? See, uh, Even if the danger is clear and present, like a bear or a rabid dog or a wild animal, or you're in a dark alley and there's creepy people around, and your fear is more about what you don't know about the danger than the danger itself. So we can safely say all fear is fear of the unknown, all right? That's your takeaway. Fear is not about danger. It's the way it feels to be confused. Fear by any name, anxiety, stress, worry, doubt, nervousness, apprehension, the willies, the heebie-jeebies, the cold sweats, or just that little bit of uncertainty, that little anxiety in your tummy that sometimes feels like I'm worried, but I don't know what I'm worried about. You know what I'm talking about? Like it feels like there's something negative in my life that I ought to avoid or prevent or do something about, but I can't really quite put my finger on it. I, I don't know what it is I'm afraid of. Well, isn't that the point? Of course you don't know what you're afraid of. That's what fear is. And all of our lives, we thought it was about danger. It turns out it's about what we don't know. So when somebody says, what are you worried about? Why are you stressing? Why are you frightened? And you say, I don't know. Or why are you sad or depressed? You know, why are you anxious? Why are you having a problem just sitting still and feeling safe in your own skin and you admit, gosh, I really don't know? That's the point. And so I always remember a couple of people. I think about fear. I think about Eleanor Roosevelt. And, of course, the famous quote from her husband about the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Eleanor Roosevelt his wife and cousin, had many more famous axioms or aphorisms about fear. And I think of Ralph Waldo Emerson also, the great American uh, transcendentalist, who said very simply, knowledge is the antidote to fear. Now think about that. I, I, frankly, I would, I would have preferred that he said understanding is the antidote to fear, because I think Understanding takes knowledge one step farther, but I'm okay with that. Uh, knowledge or understanding is the antidote because, again, fear is about what you don't know. So to know what it is you had not known is going to resolve the fear. All right. Now, if what I'm saying is true, that at the center of all the things you don't know, is the self, then suddenly the ancient axioms about know thyself 
and to thine own self be true. And to know others is wise, but to know yourself is enlightenment. These kinds of admonitions, aphorisms and axioms, these old saws, start making sense. Why do I? What's important about knowing myself? What does that mean? It means you master fear. It means the more you understand yourself, the more fearless you become. And wouldn't that be nice? To have something to do, this is what we'll talk about in depth in the premium training today, to have something to do when you're confused, a little bit nervous, worried, okay, frightened, (laughs) or terrified to death somewhere in there. Because you're confused and don't know what to do, what if you had something to do that would help you know yourself and thus alleviate the fear? Eleanor Roosevelt, one of her famous lines, do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain. Do the thing you fear, and the death. What does that mean? It means when you go ahead and do the thing you're afraid of, you now understand what it was that you didn't know. And how often in your life is the thing that you fear start with the word I? I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be successful. I don't know if this person really loves me. I don't know what to do next. I have so much on my plate. I don't know. 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 And all that confusion spinning around the self suggests that what we really don't know is the self. How do we do that? How does one come to know their genuine authenticity? How do you know yourself? Is it the stuff that you own? Is it the body you see reflected in the mirror? Is it your thoughts? Is that who you are? Are you your emotional feelings? Or is there more? There's that great story in the beginning of Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, where he talks about waking up in the middle of the night quite terrified and depressed. His anxiety has become depression. Most depression is rooted in anxiety and fear and nervousness and stress carried as muscular tension in the body and he heard himself say inside his head in the midst of this great depression I hate myself like this I can't stand myself like this but then unlike the rest of us who've had similar thoughts from time to time he had two other thoughts that followed on that were lid lifters. The second one was, wait a minute, how many of me are there? If I hate myself, (laughs) if I can't stand myself like this, how many of me are there? And the third thought was, well, if there's two or more, maybe only one of them is real. And with that kind of brilliant logic, brings himself to an understanding 
that he doesn't know who he is. I hate myself like this, and I probably have a bunch of other selves that I don't like very well because I don't know very well because I'm faking it. I'm making it up. My life is a play act. I'd like to be genuine, but I don't know how. Isn't this what all the pundits are talking about regarding Mitt Romney? And I don't mean this in a partisan sense. He could be a Democrat or a Republican, a, a Libertarian, whatever. That's not my point. Don't you get the feeling that he's trying to be authentic, but he doesn't know how? I, I'm not just talking about taking a position that is expedient or that seems to be popular and flip-flopping. I'm talking about a complete absence of character. He's called a robot by conservatives and liberals alike because there's no real depth of character there. Okay, This could be one of any number of serious personality disorders, starting with narcissism. Narcissists are people who, because of serious trauma in their childhood, there may be genetic markers, but it looks like serious childhood trauma, causes somebody to get caught up in the appearance of life. It's not just they have a big ego. They believe that the appearance of things is substantial. Okay, And that's why Freud chose the term narcissism after the the Greek legend of Narcissus who as you probably remember fell in love with his reflection in the pool of water so a narcissist believes that appearance is substantial and they don't go any deeper you know you've heard beauty is only skin deep well to a narcissist that's all you got what do you <laughs> what else is there they have uh, no access to the heart and soul of things, to the get real, you know. I'd love to get real. What does that mean? They, they don't have that. Now, most of us do to some degree, but all of us can develop a better sense of who we are with reflection. What to do when you're confused and frightened Frightened because fear is the feeling of confusion and ignorance. And they feed each other ignorance and your lack of awareness and knowledge and understanding promotes fear, which makes us more confused and more afraid and more confused. And it really is a vicious cycle downward. So what to do to know yourself? For knowledge is the antidote to fear, the feeling of things unknown, <laughs> is breathe and relax and practice some form of meditation or contemplation. We still have about five minutes, by the way. If you'd like to uh, ask a question, you can use the text box on the page. I've been checking those after the event, uh, but I'd like to check them during the event in successive weeks, as I remember. So I'll call your attention to that. And in fact, if we have people on the telephone, and we do, I can see a list here of people. Uh, star 2 on the telephone touchpad will allow me to bring you online. 
That's why we do this on the telephone and do it live, though it is also a podcast as well. So you'll see that text box on the page in front of you. So now you have some insight into what we're going to do in the premium training, starting in a little less than 10 minutes. You know what fear is. It's got little to do with danger. It's the anxiety, the stress, the worry, the nervousness, even the sadness and the depression that goes with things unknown. And at the center of all things unknown is the one who knows or doesn't know the self. We say, well, I don't know what to do or I don't know what I want. We don't hear ourselves say the I that doesn't know what to do, the I that doesn't know what to do because I don't know what I want. How could I know what to do if I don't know the result I'd like to create? But we look over the very first word in each of those sentences, I. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want. I don't know how to go about it. I don't know where to look because I don't know who I am. And where did you ever see a course in understanding yourself or knowing yourself? Well, I'll just say this, and then we can go into it in depth in the premium training today. Uh, Who you are as a genuine, authentic individual is not your stuff, the appearance of things. You know that, or you wouldn't be here. But it's also not your body. That's an important part of who you are. It's the temple, the vehicle, the vessel. It's important. But you're more than that. You're even more than your thoughts and your feelings. And when your thoughts are calm and your feelings are calm and the thoughts are quiet and the body is still and you're relaxed and you breathe and you let go of that muscular tension that holds fear in the body and feel that letting go, you become aware. More than a thought, more than an emotional feeling, awareness is understanding. It comes intuitively. It dawns upon you. Oh, you realize. That's a nice word, isn't it? And you learn to trust these feelings that are more refined even than emotional feelings that are filled with more information and understanding than your thoughts ever could be. And yet most people are not interested. Most people would rather judge others, would rather know hundreds or thousands of people and judge them than know themselves, as if that's some kind of backward way of understanding yourself. You know, we had a tragic killing in Florida a few weeks ago that has stirred the conscience of the nation. And here's a man who apparently tried to kill his fear with a gun. He may have thought it was about danger, but it wasn't. The boy was unarmed. There's nothing dangerous about a hoodie, about an iced tea, Nothing dangerous about a box of Skittles. Nothing dangerous about being a black person or a person of color in a white racist society. Okay, 
in most cases. We could conceive of some danger, but George Zimmerman was not in danger, yet he killed what he thought was the source of his danger, the source of his fear, and there was no danger. The fear was inside. This is a problem we have globally with a war on terror. Terror is inside you. All the people that we kill and the bombs that we drop, that might kill a person that's inclined to be terrible, but it doesn't deal with the fear that's inside you, which is imagined, which sometimes has a basis in fact, but more often than not, is made up, it's invented, it's the result of you not understanding yourself. Looking at the question and answer page, I see uh, Becky saying hello, mahalo and aloha. She's in Florida, I believe. And uh, Becky's a Facebook friend, and Carol Postel is with us today from La Habra in Southern California. She's just saying hello and aloha as well. So we're going to jump over to the premium training. Thank you very much for that. I don't see any hands up on the telephone, but it's really good to uh, to see you here. I have a couple of Skype callers today, too. So join us, if you can, at the premium training. If you haven't registered yet, simply go to theagelesswisdom.com and click on the uh, webinar link and then premium audio to sign up with your bank card. We'll see you over there in a few minutes. Thank you very much for being here today. Don't be afraid. Know yourself. All right? Knowledge is the antidote. Understanding yourself is the antidote. You can learn to be fearless as you understand yourself. That's what fear is. It's, gosh, I don't understand myself as well as I could. And if you don't do it, who will? Right? Chew your food well. If you don't, who will? If you don't figure out what makes you so special and unique, who's going to do it, right? That's your first and most important job. I appreciate you being here. Have a wonderful day. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. So much.